you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we started this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll actually be speaking with our special guest, a very inspiring pharmacy student, uh, Smith Patel, on what his role is and what he sees his role to be in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Smith. How are you doing today? Hey, Tony. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. So awesome. Awesome. So for our listeners to kind of like get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, I would definitely love to. So when I moved to America a little over three years ago, I started my professional journey with like a small pharmaceutical company where I got to analyze, predict and produce products for their business growth. And I think that gave me an inching point of view on pharmacy distribution channel. So I dropped out of business school in Jersey to join OSU's PharmD program to get clinically virtuous. The traditional pharmacy actually did not fulfill my curiosity, and I just wanted to get creative and solve more bigger problems. So on summer of P1, I took a summer internship in New York with SCB, where I mastered the art of storytelling and translating clinicals into creative branding, where I got to work on launching branding campaigns and product portfolio management for global and U.S. market in oncology, autoimmune diseases, MS, gene therapies, lead disorder, etc. And I just wanted to do it on a bigger scale. And luckily, I was honored to be selected in the U.S. MIT Harvard Health Innovation Initiative. So different experiences have shaped my journey. And right now, working with a startup called Healthland Data Solutions. And I recently collaborated with them last summer. And we are trying to bring transparency by fighting the raging cost of healthcare using our innovative technology. And when I'm just not studying or talking to patients or innovating, I try to find ways to give back, like working with American Heart Association or Motivate Designs to share great ideas and investigate or do some research on ways to unsuck people for their healthy living. So in your role over at Health Plan Data Solutions as an intern there, like what kind of like your is your day to day that you're doing over there? It's it's really interesting to hear because you are a pharmacy student right now, but you're already interning at this uh this kind of like startup and it sounds really interesting, like the possibilities of what you can learn there. So what kind of is your day to day? Yeah, absolutely. So because it's a startup and we are growing and being the youngest and only intern on the team, I technically wear multiple hats, but to orchestrate my role, I work in mainly three teams. One, pharmacy, doing a lot of research, analysis, problem solving for newly developed programs and like a comparative analysis of existing reports that we have that we do manually versus technologically with our director of pharmacy, Jared Grossman, and our chief clinical officer, Gary Rutherford, in terms of how can we automate the process that we have currently. Number two, I also work with technology team in implementing and testing of software, helping them design a strong user interface, UI, for a software platform based on what our clients need, help them automate the manual process using artificial intelligence or AI, and Number three, I work with business and account teams where I create effective marketing tools and platforms for social media, digital trends, for to go to clients, also data-driven storytelling presentations, creating companies' sales pitch, establishing like a branding platform for the company because it's a startup and we need to have a digital footprint, and also to identify some new business opportunities and platforms so we can grow big and beautifully. 
Awesome. Wow. That sounds like a lot of things to, to do for, for that startup. And I guess that makes sense because it is a startup. So you guys are still growing. And um, I guess going back on your motivations, I, I know you're in pharmacy school now, but what kind of made you decide that you wanted to go towards that route of technology and application of technology in healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. So technically now, having worked in eight different kinds of fields surrounding healthcare, but not pharmacy, I have a good picture on how the American healthcare system works. And I'm very self-aware of knowing where the trends are going. I have done my research in terms of where I want to go and what is healthcare moving towards. And I just want to be in forefront of what's next. Um, I think that is something that keeps me moving. And I was very curious and a creative kid in childhood and always loved doing DIY art projects and solving problems, especially doing things no one has done before. Like, for example, I remember I created a small microscope in a class from a plastic bottle because I was scared I broke a real microscope (laughs) and tried to sell it to my professor. So small things like that combined with my initial experiences with technology was when I participated in this uh, artificial intelligence hackathon at OSU College of Engineering. I think I was the only non-engineering student in the entire competition of 20 different teams. And it was funny that I thought I would not know anything going into it, but I later found out that I could bring a lot of perspective from the field of healthcare and create a product along with people who have expertise and knowledge from the engineering background. And literally, we created a product, we pitched it to our judges and won the first pot. That's when I realized that it's not just about working in a pharmacy that I have to concentrate myself or concentrate like a corset, but I can explore different fields. And that is when I started doing, seizing more opportunities, looking out for more internships, doing things differently. And finding my niche in the field of healthcare technology. Wow, that's really, really awesome. So, um, and also another thing too that I really wanted to ask you about, because I I noticed that you are currently the digital strategy and engagement coordinator over at TED conferences. And can you you talk a little bit more about that? Because from my understanding is that you also have an upcoming presentation with TED, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, Absolutely. So I was, when I moved to Columbus, I wanted to get involved with TED. So initially, I went to a TED conference and there was this volunteering program they had. And I signed up for that because I had some expertise with social media. So I just asked them if there's anything I can help you out with. I would more than ha- more than happy to do that. And surprisingly, that year, the social media coordinator, the digital media coordinator, was on a maternity leave and they wanted someone to fill the position. And that's how I did a demo for them. I created like a marketing and branding plan for three months and showed them some of the digital designs. I created some graphic designs for them, what to post, when to post, how to post on social media. We millennials are so good at it, right? (laughs) So that's when I started getting involved with TED and Actually, the good part is I'm presenting as a TED Talk speaker next month at the OSU's salon event, which is more, the topic is more about how students, how healthcare systems affect students. And I'll be talking more about how lack of transparency 
uh, we have in the field of healthcare and how technology and data can reframe the entire problem. Now students can smartly navigate their health access uh, and health cover choices. Wow, that's that's really cool. So it's it's kind of interesting too because that you know we we work in healthcare technology, we're working in healthcare informatics and stuff like that. But sometimes delivering the message is just as important, and it's really great that I think that you know you can you have this platform of being able to share your message. And I guess going off of that too is that kind of like what is your your goal of the key takeaway that the people listening to your presentation are going to have when you give your presentation? Absolutely. So one of the goals that with the TED Talk that I have for this year is that I want to bring awareness because a lot of people don't know who the real bad person is in the entire pharmacy distribution channel. Having worked in different fields, now I have researched and have learned and understood that how the system works. So if you have seen the Democratic Party uh, debate, everyone was focusing on big pharma and health insurance companies, but there are so many players in this healthcare distribution channel, which people don't know about, like PBM. So how can I bring more awareness or more educational piece to that? And also, the second thing that I'll be bringing is how can students smartly navigate their choices? Just because something is laid out to them does not mean that they have to take it. For example, if they're 26, they are kicked out of their parents' insurance, they can always sign up for Medicaid, which is for free, so they don't have to continue with student health insurance. So small things like that, what students can do as a student and also share that there's this huge field of opportunity that they can seize into or explore um, if they are passionate about working with data and technology and bring more transparency in our healthcare systems. And we need more people who can today reframe the problems into opportunity for other people. Awesome. So so thank you for sharing that. And also, like, are there any interesting projects that maybe you're working on now or maybe even the future that you would like to talk about or share? Which one? <laughs> I have many cool projects I've worked on, and I'm always curious about doing and solving new problems. But if I had to narrow it down to three, I would say the first project that I work with, MIT and Harvard, which got us in the finalist spot, was creating a medical device for cervical cancer screening tool. It's funny that this idea just came from one of my friends who snapped me a picture of a dildo while he was visiting Museum of Sex in New York. And we literally created a device based on that imagery because it makes sense because we turned a funny image into a device which people can use it. So intent, keep your blinkers open, great ideas come from the most unexpected moment of time. The second project that I did was called Think Like a Patient, which was a patient advocacy tool using innovative digital technology in community health education. It was a collaborative project with College of Pharmacy, College of Medicine, and Nursing, where we created an interactive, fun, service-based app, which patients can take during when they're waiting for their appointment. And usually in America, the waiting time on an average is 33 minutes. So we thought, how can we reframe this problem into something which providers can use as an insight for patients? Say, for example, we had one of the components as women's health, and we were asked patients how comfortable they were during the process. And it's surprising that we found out that the population of that clinic was African-American women majority, like 80% of them were African-American women who were being seen by white American doctors. 
that was like the first red flag that we found from the survey that a lot of women were not comfortable getting their checkups done by someone of an opposite race and opposite sex. So things like that, uh, we were able to knock down and we were able to create a platform for them to use digital technology at a very low level of patient side. And the third one that I can share is I was at my uh, NCC rotation, neurocritical care at Pexons Medical Center and learning about how hard the post-stroke rehabilitation conditions were because we had trauma cases and so many cases that came in, people with stroke. And I was talking to my preceptor about what do they do after that when they lose their motor skills? And he had no idea on that. And then I contacted a rehabilitation facility and connected with a friend of mine who had worked in that space. And we created an innovative non-invasive vagal nerve stimulation device that uses sensor technology to improve motor skill functioning for patients with neurological conditions or with someone who has had stroke. And currently I'm writing, writing a patent for that. So learning and let's see where the process or this project goes that I'm, I'm passionate about doing it wow that, that was a lot of things that you're talking about and uh, i mean part of me is like wondering like when do you have time to sleep you know so um thanks for sharing that and you know like you're in a position where you know you're still a student and you're finding your niche now and you're starting to get into all of these newer technologies and newer like innovations with health it and you know students that I've spoken with, they always ask me too about like, oh, how do you get into this field? And for you, you're actually going into it now. So what kind of advice would you give to other students, your colleagues of, you know, how to get into that field? Absolutely. Honestly, I'm not in a place of giving advice to anyone, but I live by this mantra that is construct your own definition of success. Don't let the world do it for you. Just because someone puts a carrot in front of you doesn't mean that you have to chase after it. And if I had to share some nuggets that got me where I am today and that has reframed my life tremendously and is doing so is, is number one, try things outside your norm. When I say that, I literally mean it. If you're young and someone below 30, I highly recommend working in an industry you have never worked before. This comes from a perspective that if you have not tasted enough things, how would you know if you like it or not? Maybe if you're in school and don't enjoy working as a pharmacy technician, go to LinkedIn. Apply to a role that you think you might be able to do it, like a marketing role or project management or a design role or clinical research or anything that gets you excited. Finding the things that scares the hell out of you, but at the same time excites you and gives you the feeling of euphoria. Because at the end of the day, you have to find things that would be fun. You'll never get burnt out of. And then when people ask me, when I say this to people, people ask me, what if I fail? Here comes my second nugget. What if you don't? What if you don't fail? What if you fall in love instead with the new role that you find out? What if that is something you always wanted to do and your heart was always saying to do that, but you were too scared or your mind put it off because it was not groundbreaking or it was something not too safe and everybody else was going somewhere else? What if it led you to find out where you are? So it's okay to fail. I would say fail early, fail fast, and learn from that failure. Just because it's a taboo in our society to fail, that doesn't mean that it's wrong. I think it's fantastic if it makes you find your own path, which is tailored to your own self. Because at the end of the day, if your current path does not inspire you to do more, be more, or create more, 
probably it's the time to rethink your options and try something new. And my third nugget would be just to stay curious and stay hungry. We are in this fantastic area where we can do anything. And the energy we have finding right mentors, making friends outside pharmacy who are 10 years older to you or 10 years younger to you. There's so many things that will open up in your horizon and just stay curious doing those things. Pick up a problem. Find five whys, why that is a problem. Ideate. Come out with crazy ideas. Formula it down. Do you think that idea will work? Do you think you can monetize that idea? Do you think you enjoy using that idea? And if you do so, just work on a problem you're passionate about. That will be amazing. The feeling that you'll get after solving that problem, which you're passionate about, you'll never get it somewhere else. Awesome, awesome. You know, like you said, you weren't in any, any position to give advice, but I got to say that was really, really good advice or nuggets, you know, like what you said. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing that with uh, the listeners. So if people had further questions specifically for you, is there a way that they can reach mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I'm always connecting and love making new friends. If anyone wants to bounce up ideas or are stuck with a problem they want to discuss and come out with a solution or even want to have a conversation, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Smith Patel, S-M-I-T-P-A-T-E-L, or the username is Patel Smith. And I'm more than happy to, you know, connect with people. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, I'll be putting that information into our show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. But, you know, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you so much, Tony. This is amazing what you're doing, sharing great ideas and connecting people around. So great job. Thank you so much for having me. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool. Patient care is the goal.